Welcome to Investor's Insights. Our topic today is school bells versus opening bells. The reason we chose that topic is five days a week, the markets open up with the ringing of the bell and they close with the ringing of the bell. But we like to bring you information uh, that gives you insight about other things that can impact the markets, can impact your portfolio. Uh, that's why we chose school bells because school is going to be a big debate and there's an economic impact that goes with that. So joining me this morning are my distinguished colleagues, Bobby Norman, Trey Booth, Ashley Page, and Adam Van Zant. And gentlemen, I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation and debate this morning. And Ashley, you brought up some great insight about uh, education and the school system starting back up in this COVID-19 environment and the impact it could have on the economy and the markets. Tell us a little bit more about that. Greg, you're absolutely right. As you well know, we've been researching this topic for a number of weeks now. The recent data is this. There are 43 million parents, working parents, we should say, in the United States that have at least one child that is 18 or younger. In other words, school age, elementary school, middle school, or high school. What's problematic, though, Greg, about it is of that 43 million, uh, 21.5 million, or exactly half, cannot work by telecommute remotely. Yeah, I was they amazed They have by that. to be somewhere. They right. have to be somewhere. So what we're running into, Greg, with that amount of people and this amount of families that have got to make a decision on that, someone is going to have to stay home on the educational front and someone's gonna to have to go to work. Well, 21.5 million people, that's a huge consumer impact through the fall. Very much so. And it's very different. And we're tracking that very closely because how that comes out later in the year, because here's the other important point, Greg, 17 of the, of the largest 20 school systems in the United States, big cities, mm -hmm. are working exclusively remotely. So that's where the problem is. You know, you can't have these parents going into work if the school system is only working remotely. They could have a huge consumer spending impact, which as we know, drives markets. Very, mu very much so. And I thought it was a great point in something that the, the news, the, the media out there has not covered uh, in detail and the impact that could occur. Now, simultaneously though, we've got a market that's showing strength here. And Adam, I want you to just talk a little bit about the, the support level and the resistance level here that we're currently at on the market. You got Ashley over here talking about education, the impact it could have going forward. What's it going to take to, to cause this market to break through that resistance? Give us, give us the resistance support level. Yeah, absolutely. And Greg, a few weeks ago, I appreciate it. We talked about technical analysis. And one of the things we look at is the S&P 500. Of course, this is the 500 largest publicly traded companies a composite of these companies and the resistance level right now is sitting at 3,300 and then the next level is 3,390. Okay. So what that means is we kind of hit a range, you know, going over that 300, 3,300 mark, but will we stay above that? If we can hold there, then we might see a more bullish tone in the markets. We're seeing a lot of positive economic indicators right now. And, and Bobby, you brought up one in our meeting, uh, which everybody needs to be watching closely. Talk about housing. 
Yeah, Greg, uh, mortgage rates hit an all-time low last week where the 30-year fixed-rate mortgage averaged 2.88%, and that's down from 3.6% a year ago. So uh, two reasons for the rates continuing to go down. One, the state of unemployment nationwide, and then also the delay in stimulus talks. Again, two reasons why we continue to see rates go lower and lower. And this matters for the market because housing starts and building permits are both leading economic indicators. Next Tuesday, we'll get the housing start number. And in, in, if history repeats itself, again, uh, these potential reports can move the markets as well. So again, are we going to see Americans taking advantage of the cheap financing, or are we going to see them remaining cautious with what's going on in the economy? No, and I, I think that's a great point that really, you know, as we look at the educational situation as well, uh, housing has always been a, a, a chief indicator. So Trey, in relation to the information we've already given, you've got support and resistance on the market. You've got housing uh, that seems to to be red hot. You've got an educational system which is trying to find its way. Talk to us about the markets with that information and the impact uh, it could have. Yeah, you know, if you look at just the price level of the S&P 500, which is uh, likely the most broadest tracked uh, index, it looks like uh, the market is telling you that we are back to pre-coronavirus levels or close to it. But the average investor, the average individual doesn't really feel like we're back to normal. And so how can those two things be so uh, in so much conflict? And it's because the market can be driven by very few names. If you actually look underneath the cover of just the, just the price level of the S&P 500, which is rallied, it'll, it'll show you that actually nearly 40% of S&P 500 companies are 20% or more away from high. So nowhere close to back to normal. While only 26% are within 5% of pre-COVID levels. So it's, it's, a, it's not a very broad-based uh, rally. So individuals, so why is that important? Uh, that's important because it explains why individuals, certain investments may not feel like we're back to pre-COVID level. Because unless you own a very narrow focused uh, group of individual investments, you are not near to back to where you were. And so it's very challenging when you just look at the market it can show things that may not be indicative of what the average investor, the average consumer is feeling uh, because it is, it is market value weighted. And so that's why it's good to, it's good to track these levels. And, and Adam tracks those very closely of where the market is. But to look underneath the hood, you can really see a lot of dispersion of companies and individuals. And, and that, that explains why it may not feel like we're back to, back to where we were. No, that, that's well said. And I really like the way you summarize that. And it also emphasizes on this vlog, we want to bring you information and show you how it all ties together, not just throw it out there uh, with all the rest of the noise that you hear and understand how it impacts you and also how your portfolio is managed in relation to the financial blueprint. That's how we do it here at Five Plan Partners. And so we're going to continue to navigate through this COVID-19 market. Uh, it's not going to be a dull 90 days coming up. And we've got a lot of information to share with you, not only through this vlog, but through our social media, through our one-on-one -on -one meetings. We're also doing Zoom, Microsoft Teams, WebEx, however we can communicate with you. And again, those of you who are sharing this vlog with others, we thank you because we feel like we're making a contribution to help keep people's anxieties down as we get through this historic time. We hope you have a great week and we're going to keep you informed. Thanks.